right, welcome back in. We're going to welcome Coach Gibbs. He is uh, the defense coordinator at Golden Gate High School in the great state of Florida. Coach, welcome back. Thanks, Coach. I appreciate having me on again, man. Looking forward to talking some ball. Yeah, that's what we do. This is, like I said, dead period. I got nothing else to do besides you can only watch so much film and get ready for the first practice. You can't do much. You know, right. it was all decompression. We were told to not do anything until Saturday. Like Saturday, don't do don't do anything until Saturday. Like we were commanded, like, hey, hang out with family, friends, do whatever. But then come Saturday, yep. Sunday, we gotta get on a Zoom and text back and forth and figure out what we're gonna do. And you know, it's been it's been good. I just I literally had my feet up in the other room before we hopped on. I was just on the couch. I was like, I gotta get up, hold on. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you watch Better Call Saul. That's what I was catching up on. I was like, I gotta watch that show. That, that's what I do. Uh, yes, yeah, sporadically, we're we're more of a uh, um, Cobra Kai, uh, you know, household. I, I watched a little bit of Breaking Bad, and um, we did watch a little bit of that, you know, kind of spinoff and stuff. And uh -huh. uh, but uh, yeah, we're we're very eighties uh, oriented in our house. Perfect. Nothing. Perfect for those kids. Good for you, because people don't know Tommy Boy and all that stuff. They don't know any oh, of those yeah. type of movies. Uh, my daughter turns twelve tomorrow, and she's a big Michael J. Fox fan with Back to the Future. And um, I'm actually in her in her room right now because my my uncle's in from Philadelphia, so they're all out in the other room. And um, so she's got a whole bunch of memorabilia and stuff on the walls. And you know, she's very uh, very much '80s driven. Good for um, you. I guess you could say. Good for you. Claps to you, Coach. Being a good dad—that's the way to raise them. Eighties and nineties. Yeah, we're 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 always under construction as parents, so it's uh, something that we just got to keep. Just like we tell our kids, we just got to keep better, get better, one thing every day, and hopefully something sticks. Oh yeah, but good for you. Um, so how did the last season go for you? You know, I can't remember if you were at this high school or not. I can't remember where you were last year. But how did last season go for you heading yeah. into the summer yeah, no, this year? Yeah, no, I was at, uh, so I, I came to Golden Gate in the spring of um, 2022 after being yeah. head coach at East Lee County for a year. And um, we uh, we made a lot of strides in, in, a, in a good direction. Um, uh, the year before I got here with the defense, uh, they were giving up 31 points a game last year. We got that down to 17. Wow. Um, so, yeah, we, we missed the playoffs. We, we lost three games by a, a field goal. Oh. Um, so we, we were a couple plays away from – being eight and two as opposed to five and five and playing a home playoff game. And, but it's a good lesson for the kids to learn, you know, it's like, you know, especially we bring it, we bring back 90% of our defense okay. um, this year. And, and um, you know, those kids that went through those tough games last year now know now what it takes to handle that stuff and how to um, fight through that adversity. And, you know, we're, our, our goal is to, you know, come out on the other side of those close games this year. And um, you know, if we stay healthy. I, I think we're going to give a lot of people, a lot of people problems. So summer's been good. Kids have worked uh, tremendously hard in the weight room and, and conditioning. And, um, you know, it's one thing we do have to battle, like you and I were talking on before we got on, is the, is the heat, uh -huh. you know, down here. And, um, you know, it's uh, it was 108 on the field yesterday, um, you know, just with the humidity. And, uh, you know, it, it just just a different element we have to battle. But that's I, I think that's everywhere at some point. Like you got to get, you know, through some type of weather you know, issues. And, um, you know, our kids have done it like today was probably our best practice of the four. Um, and we're building that to tomorrow. And then we come back Monday full gear. And, uh, you know, it's, it, it's something that we've been looking forward to. 
Um, we we uh, just just we have we have really good leadership with the senior class, which I'm very excited about, and um, we we're, we've added some pieces and with the younger grades, and uh, we're just very very fast, very athletic, and uh, just looking forward to see what we can do. Come uh, our first game is two weeks from tomorrow, uh, August 18th. So oh wow, we're very excited to see what we can do uh, in two weeks. Yeah, that's exciting. We don't play till the 25th, so I got to wait a little longer, but I don't have yeah. to deal with 108 degrees with humidity up here. I guess. <laughs> A little hot. Yeah. Um, so when you came in last year, I might have asked you this the last time you were here, but I'm getting old and my mind slips a little bit. Um, how long did it take for the kids to buy into like what you were bringing? Like, hey, this is the defense we're going to do. This is how I do things. You know, how long did it take the assistant coaches, the players to buy into that? And like, and on top of that, like, how do you go about kind of selling what you're putting down? Like, hey, this is how we're going to do and how they, how you get that buy into that. I don't know if culture is the right word, but like the standard, you know, like the standard, yeah. that's what we're going to do. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think first and foremost, um, things that uh, we, we've as a, as a defense have been able to do in the County in the last eight years, um, whether it was at Gulf coast, Palmetto Ridge. Uh, and then obviously, you know, Lee County is just a little North of here and, you know, taking that team over that I hadn't won a game in three years to win four um, and coming close to winning six. You know, and, and today's different than when you and I played coach, like with the social media piece and yeah. kids talk and they see stuff and they know, you know, what, you know, you know, who's who's doing what and what everybody's all about. So um, the buy in was just more of getting the kids to understand what we need to do to be successful and that we're always going to put them in the best position to succeed. Uh -huh. um, so so I think that and then as far as the assistant coach portion, um, it was just. You know, I knew that I knew the head coach uh, prior. Um, we had a, we had a younger staff last year. I actually added two more coaches this year, which has been great. Uh -huh. uh, guys that want to learn and you know want to be coordinators down the road. So, just kind of bringing them along. And um, but you know, like anything, it's it's results driven, right? So like, you know, perfect example. Like two years ago when I wasn't there, um, they lost to Naples High School fifty nine to nothing. Uh, last year we were tied seven to seven with them at halftime. Wow. You know, so it, it, it's it's stuff like that. Like it's, you know, like anything like, you know, it, it's what what can you do for me? But also to what results can we get? And um, it's 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 really selling that um, that team culture aspect as to everybody just do their job. Uh -huh. um, you know, like I tell the guys, like we'll make adjustments, but no matter what we do is like your responsibility is this. Just do don't don't try to go outside of what you need to do, because that's when things go not in our favor when you try to do too much. Um, and you know, we had a really good spring last year, a uh, really good spring scrimmage against our offense. Um, so I think after that, the kids were kind of like, yeah, this is, you know, this is, this is, this is a good deal. And then we got into the summer and we opened up against two teams from the East coast of Florida last year and did really well against them. Um, so I think that was kind of validation for the process and the system and, um, then the, you know, again, the, those kids really, any kid that was on the fence could say, Hey, we, we did it against two Miami teams, which, you know, down here, when you play a team from Palm beach County or Gator Broward, they're, they're very athletic. They have a lot of, uh, you know, explosive plays. And for us to win those two games out the gate, that, that was, that was huge for our, our confidence and for the program. Um, in order to get them to play fast and do their job and not think, did you have to be more simple than what you were used to, or did you were you already simple enough and like this is what we're going to do, and then I can add more the more it goes on, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, 
Yeah, we're yeah, we're we're very um formationally based in what we do. So we'll go into a game with certain things for certain formations based on tendencies and um either either take things out um or add a add a few things. Um but we're it's like um we're we're very we appear to be very complex in what we do. Um but it's very simple when you're in when you're behind the curtain. Right. Like when you come and you see what we do and um but but that's all that's all for the kids it's like they they love attacking they love the mentality because it's a mindset right you know play defense at a high level you have to have a certain mindset and um if you don't have that mindset that's okay you're just not going to be part of what we're doing and it is what it is like you just got to go find a different different position to play and um i i think our kids have done a great job of um buying into that um type of our black shirt defense mentality, our, our, our high level and our, our message to be elite every day in something just doesn't have to be 20 things, just make it one thing. Like mm-hmm. what, like today at practice, you know, we talked about being better leaders as opposed to the coaches leading, mm-hmm. you know, yep. and they really took that to heart and we, and we, we did a better job of that today. So just now to build on that for tomorrow, um, that that's something that we need to do. Yeah. Because I'm noticing that defenses, are kind, you know how offense is out formation people. It seems like defenses have been starting to do that over the last few years of it's the same coverage, but to us on offense, it might look a little different because we see a ton of three, 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 five in our conference. They'll just move people around to take away the quick slant or play Mm -hmm. action RPO stuff. And we try to tell the quarterback and my lineman, Hey, they're running. They just called the same thing three times in a row, but they've moved, they've moved people. They've done whatever. And it's almost like defensive guys, because you're so smart, you're going to outformation us, kind of. Like, hey, they're in this formation. We'll line up three different ways just to give them a different look. Yeah. Yep. And yep. No, I, I, I think that's that's a good point. Um, you know, we're very much um, where we can get the numbers. So, like, if you're three by one open, we want to try to get four over three mm-hmm. and three on two to the backside with the back, if the back's to the single receiver side. And, and – um, one of the things we've we've started doing, um, went up to I went up to Florida a couple times in the summer and met with their staff, and um, we're starting to stem at the second level um, and move guys. Um, you know the the backers and we you know we have a three safety system, so we play with three safeties and okay, yeah. moving that middle safety around and 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 kind of messing that post snap read up um, for the quarterback and just kind of you know, playing different, you know, coverages behind that. And um, it's been really good for us in camp. Um, You know, obviously the proof will be in the pudding, you know, come week one and and see how our guys do. But we're very pressure-based in what we do. Um, We were 70% to 30% pressure to base last year. Um, But we're not zeroed out pressure. We play a lot of trap. We play Mm -hmm. a lot of press bail three. We double guys. Like, we we don't – we're not just, like, engage eight. Like, let Mm -hmm. let it rip. Like, we're – we our pressure is based off of your pass protection or how you block certain things. We want to get numbers to certain areas and create havoc. And that's the big thing with our defense is the havoc rate um that I got from Coach Brown, um, who's at UMass now. Yeah. And uh yeah, it's it's the kids love it. They they, they buy into it and they they absolutely love it. I was gonna say I, I remember seeing on Twitter and I think you might have told me you have a three safety system. I was like, three safeties? What what the hell yep. is that? You know, and and thinking about like now you have to really st- in my mind, because I'm dumb, 
you have to really blitz up front and stun up front to make sure there's no pressure on those safeties and keep everything in front of them kind of is what my mind goes to when you say three safeties. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, how would you drill that? Like how, how do you dial up pressure then to make sure they're not in any sort of pressure when they're just three safeties, if that makes sense? Yeah, no, I mean, we, we play field and boundary. Okay. Um, you know, we have field and boundary guys and then we have our Rover who's our middle safety. That's kind of like our chess piece that we, that we move around. Okay. Um, and, and again, we're so multiple in what we do. Like we're never really true three across mm. safety. Like if yeah. you were to watch Iowa state play, like we're really never like that. Okay. Only if it's like third in a mile, um, we're using that guy as that extra hat wherever we need to fit him. Mm-hmm. Um, whether that's bringing him in a, on a pressure, um, making him the the fourth guy over three to trips, making him you know fit in the run game. Like it, it's it's it, it's worked it's worked really 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 well for us. And um, you know, like I said, it, it's a numbers game. It's just getting guys in positions to make plays and be successful. And that's that's really what it is. Um, so, what do you look for in a guy like that? Is it a true safety type of guy, or is it kind of like a Brian Urlacher who he could like move everywhere? You know. Yep. He, he, he has to be our best player because um, yeah. he's got to play up on the line, in the box, in the third, um, trap the boundary on certain pressures. Like, he's got to be able to do it all. So he's got to be a high football IQ kid, but also, like, if we need someone to make a tackle, when, when, when push comes to shove, it, he's got to be the guy. Right. Um, or cover their best receiver if he's, in, if he's number three in trips. Like, you just got to, you know – um, understand a lot of stuff. And we have a young kid this year that's going to try to take on that role. And he's done a really good job in camp. Um, you know, obviously we'll see, you know, our first game we, we face a tight end that's a, a committed to Tulane. Hmm. So, you know, we'll, we'll see how he handles that right off the bat, um, which, which will be a good test, good, you know, good test for him. Yeah. When he tries to tackle him, be like, we'll see what you're made of. You're going to tackle this yep. division one tight end that's coming across. We'll see what 100%. you got. <laughs> 100%. Yep. Because we saw a kid like that this summer, seven on seven. He's going to Clemson. He was two fifty pound tight end. We didn't play him, but we saw him, and we were like, "Oh, that's what a Division one tight end is." Like, yep. oh, oh yes. yeah, uh, yeah. It, it, that's the one. That's the one thing with with the the height and the you know you can't you can't coach height and you can't teach speed. No, so no, you cannot. Uh, you know, you know. So that's uh, be good. It'll be a real good challenge for us. They got a real good football team, and we're excited to have them down for our kickoff game in two weeks. Oh yeah, that'll be a good one. That'll be a good one. Um, so how do you go about? You came in, like I said, you have to be kind of simple. How do you install this first? Because you got three safety system, you have to come in and see what mm-hmm. you got first. So like yep. you were talking about, like you have a system, you're helping high schools install it. You know, without mm-hmm. giving the secret sauce away, how do you go about installing and practice planning that right from the get go? So um, the one thing I do is, you know, before I even get to the high school is I'll get on the phone with the head coach and, and I say, okay, this is kind of how I look at our schematics and kind of how we set up stuff. And I said, this is what I look for in these positions. And I kind of rank them, you know, and I'm like, you know, get in your mind like so that, that when I come in that first day and we meet as a staff, um, you kind of have an idea of what guys you want where. Uh-huh. And then so I'll spend that whole first day with, with just the coaching staff, just the, just going over film, going over install for the next day, like how, how do you want to handle it? You know, every install I've done has been different because I just tell the coach, like, listen, I'm here for you guys. You know, right. you, 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 you've, you've got me out here, like however you want to run it, you let me know. 
and and that's how and that's how we'll go about things and then they're like okay so you know tomorrow we'll do this type of practice with the kids we'll come in and you know or we'll do this 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 and this and this but it's really the communication between me and the head coach has to say like okay um this is the type of kid i look for um in these positions and then what guys on your roster you think fit that and then you know we, we just we got this kind of we just roll from there yeah because I'm picturing what type of athletes you're going to have to have. And maybe that high school doesn't have it, you know, maybe this yep. is like you said. So if they don't have those type of athletes, will you adjust that three safety defense to something else? Or do you say like, we still have to run this or can you no, adapt well, it? I mean, we're, we're extremely multiple in what we do. So we don't substitute. So we could be a three down, a four down, a bare front. Um, you know, we're, we're extremely multiple in what we do without substituting guys. I mean, Really, the only time, Coach, that we have to substitute is, like, if we're going to – like, this year we face a single wing. I think week, like, seven. So we won't be in our stuff because they, their offense doesn't allow us to do kind of what we do. Right. So we have to kind of get into something that's going to give them an issue. Right. Um, it's the same thing with the option. We're going to face a triple option team. There's there's different ways to attack that. So, um, but, yeah, I, I give the guys multiple options. Like, hey, if you don't have this guy, well, you can line up in this four-down stuff or you can be in a bear or you can – you know, do, do X, Y, and Z. So there, there are options, not just to be that three down three safety, but ultimately to be as multiple as we are, you want to try to have those guys in those positions. Um, Because it sounds like coach Nick Davis, I'm friends with, he kind of does the same thing. He he's a three, four, whatever type of guy, but sometimes he's got two linemen. Sometimes he's like, you know yep. what? I'm just going to put one lineman in and then we start playing mm -hmm. games because yep. he coached offense and he goes, they play games with us. I'm going to play games with them. 100%. And so my question to him was, well, what happens when you don't have the big nose guard? And he's like, who cares? Like, is he fast? Can he just plug a gap? Can he just do whatever? And I'm like, yep. you know, because we thought about going to a 3-3. But that was the question. Like, who's going to be our big nose guard? And I kind of came in and said, hey, I talked to people smarter than me. We don't really need a big guy. If, just slant him every time. Maybe we stun him and, and have some speed. Sure. Well, well, what if he doesn't do this? I'm like, if he creates a double team, you're doing your job. Because now our linebackers yeah. can flow and do whatever they need to do. 100%. Um, so when you say you don't sub, like, do you have to sub linemen or do they just stay on there the whole time? No, they're there the whole time. I mean, un unless, like, you know, somebody needs a break. Like, right now we only have two on defense. Nine of our 11 are one-way players. Okay. Wow. So, I mean, our, our nose and our one, our one corner is our, our, our you know, our, our two way guys. So um, we don't have to sub a lot as far as guys that are tired or, you know, need a break or tapping the helmet, like, you know, um, but will, will we substitute? Yeah. I mean, if, yeah. if guys aren't doing their job and doing what they're supposed to do, yeah, we'll get them out and get somebody else in. I mean, may not be as good as the guy that in the first group, but I'd rather, have a guy that's going to just be where they're supposed to be and and then take a shot with that than someone that is maybe a bit, little bit better athletically and doesn't understand where they fit. Um, Cause then that just, you know, takes away from our kind of like our message of being a gap control defense. So um, like our nose guard is a slanter. Yeah. He, he, we're not a two gap team. Um, you know, we have a nose guard that's six two two seventy five, And that is just, he's going to play college somewhere. Right. Um, you know he's got he's got four or five offers, and you know he he'll be weighing his options soon. But he's a heavyweight wrestler. He's quick. He's got great feet, um, and runs everywhere. The, the kid just does not stop running. Um, so that that's a, that's a big positive. You know, you know for us. 
So how would you defend then? Uh, I was just thinking, how do you defend a wing T team? You don't see that very often. We're all used to spread and we're used mm -hmm. to, I mean, you could correct me. I'm seeing, cause I'm doing it too. I'm going back to like, let's get in 12 personnel. Let's get into 22 personnel. Let's, let's do buck yep. sweep. It's starting to like sure. come back a little bit. Yeah. So how do you yeah. adapt to that when teams offense is like, Hey, let's run buck sweep. Hey, let's run toss. Let's run rocket even out yeah. of a spread, you know, and wing T. Sure. Well, I mean, I, I mean, if, if well, let's start with the, the, the shotgun wing T stuff. Like to me, that plays right into our strength because if you want to try to run lateral on us, we're, we're extremely fast. And it's, it's advantage I would say would be to us. Now, if you get in, in more condensed stuff, like, like I coached in the wing T for a couple of years. So like, if you're talking like, you know, 100, 900, 400, 600 formations, then now, you know, now we have to kind of, now I go back to like my four three roots. And what I do is I take away your weak side run game, force you to run a certain way. And then, you know, we're going to pressure the A-gap. So we're going to slant the nose, bring the mic. You know, if any type of double A-gap pressure against Gapski to me is great because that center's uh -huh. got to block back. And if, if obviously if you're going post-snap, you're, you're going to pick off a guard or you're going to make a play in the backfield, uh -huh. um, you know, before the ball gets out, you know, on the edge. So I, I think there's there's ways to combat that. But you you have to be willing to, like, like for me, I'm, I'm not someone that's going to say, oh, we're staying in this. Like, I want to put our kids – in a defense that's going to give them success. So if it means going back to like, you know, uh, like we used to, we used to call it, you know, um, a tight front, which we were, we were nine, three to the tight end wing side. And then we Eagle week, we dropped the will linebacker in a five, kick the end to a three. And then we have the nose in a shade. So we one, three, five to the weak side. And, you know, you're making them think about if they want to run belly there or they want, you mm -hmm. know, then they, you're kind of forcing them to do, you know, things they didn't want to do. Now, now you talk about pressure and, you know, crossing the nose and bringing the mic. So now you got two, both A-gaps covered. And it just, it just, it, it's a chess match, right? At the end of the yeah. day, it's, it's, and if, if they have better dudes than us and we just have to, anybody can get beaten on every, any given night. It doesn't matter, right. you know, who they have or what they have. Like, you know, we may just be on and they may be not or vice versa. Right. Um, it, it's, 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 I think it's your job as a coach to be as diligent as you can in your job to come up with schemes that are going to give your kids an opportunity to be successful and not just say, Hey, well, now again, if you have three division one defensive linemen, you want to be a three, four and you want to sit in a two gap nose and two, four eyes, then I mean, Hey, you know, that's, that's your deal. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, that that's what you're going to do. Um, you know, but we don't have that. So, yeah. you know, we have to come up with ways to, to pressure and to slant guys and to loop guys and to make, make, you know, ch constantly change the picture for high school offensive linemen, which I think is one of the one of the strengths of what we do. Yeah, because I hate four eyes. What what does oh, us O linemen hate? We hate four eyes, and we hate three techniques with that note. Like, oh, I hate it. Yep. Yep. Even fours, I hate fours because they're like, where mm -hmm. are they going to go? Where are they going to yep. go? Because my tackles would do that. Well, he's head up me now. I got to get inside, but then he went this way. Then he went this way, and I'm like, I know. It sucks, especially if they got a big defensive end that's fast. Yep. Sucks. No, I agree. I agree. Because uh, I remember years ago helping out on defense for a team. We saw a wing T type option flex bone. The plan from the guy was to put six people on the line and just bring it. And I quickly mm -hmm. told him, I was like, that doesn't work. Because if they get through, we got nobody to get back. So then he was like, uh, the next year – we were a three four. He goes, well, we'll just stay in our three four. It disrupts the linemen. It disrupts 
where they have to go. And we found more success with that, you know, just being like a three, four. And then, then he left. We saw another team like that. Defense coordinator was a four, two, five, and they were just killing us. And I'm yelling at him to go to a three, four. And he goes, Nope, we're staying in this. We're staying in this. We're staying in this. And they score like 30 some points because we wouldn't, because their alignment, I could tell it was easier for them to double team when we had a, you know, four, one, three, four, or whatever it was, than being a three, four and just bringing the linebackers. Yep. So that's why I wanted to know if I was stupid and like you could still have no. three down fronts to attack these guys, you know? Because sure. I was young, I was like sure. twenty six years old, you know, at the D coordinator. Like, what are you doing? Like, bring some pressure. Get into a three four stunt slant. Get out of this four two five. They don't want to pass it over the top. Keep the safety back, and we're fine. Mm-hmm. It, never. That was my. That's my rabbit hole. That's my soapbox. <laughs> because it was like. I'm an offensive guy, so I know when you have more linemen, it's easier on us to double team. Yep. When you when you take away angles for alignment or make them try to block a linebacker, it's tough. Like it yep, makes it, I agree. It makes it way tougher on them. Um so what was I ask? So when you signal stuff in, do you do the TCU style where it's like the front guys get a signal in the back suede, or is it just all one? Because that's what everybody, that was the sexy thing was you guys get this signal, you guys get this one. Now it's coming back to where everybody just gets one. Yeah. Yeah. So we, yeah. So we, we basically are, um, we're, we just, we just were one call and, and everything's married together. So like our, um, only thing that's not married together is our base stuff because based on your formation, we may play coverages differently. But as far as our pressures go, every, every pressure is married with a coverage. Right. So our kids know if, if, if we call a certain if a certain pressure that we're playing trap with it, or we're playing three deep with it, or we're playing cover one with it, or we're or we're playing with split safety coverage, um, and that's what I like about what we do is it's very we're very one word oriented, uh-huh. we're very simple for the kids, um, and it, it's they, they you know we talk about them talking, communicating, and making sure that if you want to be a great defense, you always got to communicate, and everybody's got to be on the same page, and um, but yeah, we we've done a really good job of that in camp. Um, and we're stressing that every day uh, to just make sure you guys communicate, and especially in the back end, um, because we do so much stuff um, pressure-wise. Um, you know, they, they always have, always got to be on the same page. But like I said, it's nice that when we get into game planning, they know, hey, like these three pressures, we're trapping. These three, these three are split safety. These three are cover one, or we're doubling somebody um, based on the pressure. So that they, they, they've done a really good job in camp and study. We had a meeting today with the scouting report and taking notes and the kids were really engaged. And so it was, uh, it's been good. So what's the first thing you do when you're watching film? Like when you're watching another offense, like besides finding their best players, cause that's what we all do. Yeah. We, we always find their best players outside yeah. of that. What do you watch on film wise? And then, then you, what do you look for? And then after that, do you say, okay, we can't run this coverage or we can't do this. Cause I need to do this to stop this. Right. Um, so what I'll do is I'll look at their top three formations and then I'll look at the top three run and pass plays out of each formation. And then I, I'm, I'm a big percentage guy. I, I uh-huh. think every coach just like defensively with all of our tendencies and when push comes to shove, you're going to have a favorite play you want to call on third and five or third and seven, or, you know, uh, something you like to open the game with or uh, off a turnover, like, you know, and obviously the more you get into the season, the more film you get. So you get to see more of, of, of your tendencies and what your thought process is and, um, you know, so for me, it's like, you know, that we only have one game on this team, so we have percentages, but you know, are they going to hold true to that? I mean, we'll, we'll know by the middle of the first quarter, you know, if, if they're going to 
anything, but we're preparing the kids for, you know, motion and another formation and just because I don't like to make adjustments on stuff that the kids haven't seen. Uh-huh. I want to show them everything so I can say, hey, remember, we showed you this. This is what we're going to check to. Oh, OK, coach, I got it. Like, and I think that's part of the one of the things our staff does a really good job of with the adjustments is showing kids more um, than they'll see. Um, not necessarily in the team period, but more of our, in our walkthrough period. So they understand it, you know, when we get to the game. Yeah, and then you don't want to get into that what-if game. I did that as a young defensive guy. If they do this, if they do this, if they do this. No, and we, then, don't defend, we, we don't defend ghosts. No. I, you know, I was young, and it was my first time doing defense, yep. but I, I distinctly remember doing that. Like, oh, yeah. Because we were a 3-4 team and coaching all the linebackers and stuff. Well, if they do this or if this happens or if this happens, and then I realized, well, I make it harder on myself because I start to worry about that. And then they yep. pick up on that, and they start to worry about it. Then the game, they freeze. Yep. And then you get mad for no reason. And they're like, well, coach, you said if they do this. And and then you look like an idiot on yep. Friday night. And Yep. Parents no, I, are- I, I, I've been there. I, I was a, I, I was a, I got my first DC job at 26. I'm 44 now. Um, you know, so it, 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 you know, it's like anything. It's, you know, experience you go through and um, you just got to kind of, you know, you know, when you're younger, I think you take it a little bit more to heart than when you do like when you're a little bit more in, into the business in a sense where you don't let it bother you as much because you know you need to move on to the next drive or the next play or, you know, and if you're younger, you know, you still have that player mentality, I think, where you just kind of get upset and you're mm-hmm. just full of like, just like rage and, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, but you, you, as you, as you've been along and you, and you see some things and, um, I've been fortunate enough to be around, you know, I worked for three Hall of Fame head, head coaches in New Jersey and played for one. Um, and, uh, you know, been around some great people here in Florida and then with the U.S. national team and have learned a ton. And, uh, you know, you just try, it's like going to a clinic when you work for these guys, you want to try to come home with one new thing each day. And, um, you know, whenever you get your shot as a coordinator or a head coach, you kind of want to emulate those guys in, in certain ways, but you still want to do your own little spin on stuff, but you, you, you know, your foundational principles and how you've been brought up, um, to do things a certain way. Uh, so I think that for me, being around all those guys for a lot of years and um, learn, learning to do things the right way uh-huh. uh, and not and not um, and understanding that a football takes funny bounces, uh-huh. you know, sometimes. And, and, you know, you just make sure you have your kids prepared. And at the end of the day, if it's a 14 six loss, you know, you look back at it. I mean, you're going to be upset. But, you know, what what could have we have done as a coaching staff better to make it? you know, 15-14 or 21-14 or, uh, you know, uh, six to nothing, you know. So it's like um, I never put any onus on the kids. You know, the only tell I, I tell the kids is like, you guys control your attitude and your effort. We'll take care of the rest. Uh-huh. Uh, yep. Because, you know, it's our job to put you guys in the position to be successful. And if you're not, that's on us. And we have to do a better job as coaches. Yeah, that's how I've changed. When I was like you said, when I was younger, I'm like, why can't you do this? I would do this. I would do this. And then the older I get, one, I'm too old to show you anymore, so I know I can't yep. do it. And then the second thing I do is I don't get mad anymore. I'm like, hey, you know what? I'm giving you guys the tools. I'm giving you how I think it could be done to put you in a successful position. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't do up down stuff anymore as punishment. I kind of just sub them out and say, oh, guess what? You go stand over there. I'll sub somebody yep. else in. Yep. But coach, that's a sophomore. I don't care. I'll put a freshman in for all I care if you don't want to do it. And then yep. I'll, and I finally am at a point where I say, hey, guess what? 
yeah, I'm a coach. I'm going to look dumb on Friday night if we lose, but you're the one on the field. And then I made a joke. I'm like, I'm waving to the fans. I'm not, I'm not out there playing. You know, so if yep. you guys want to look like win and look good, I'm trying to help you. I'm not, we're not against you, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and if you take a playoff and practice, because I limit reps now, I don't want you guys to be warned. That's how I've changed too, is we don't hit all the time, like from an offense yep. perspective. There's no point in just hitting all the time, then going to inside yep. run, then going to team twice, two to three times a week, you know. I agree. And so me and the head coach have done a good job. I say, hey, if we're going to do inside run today, I'm not hitting an individual, you know. If we're just doing team, maybe I will hit a little bit of individual because we're going to go to team and do it. I don't want them to hit mm-hmm. all the time because you know how it is. Inside no. run, you could put down 10 minutes of inside run. We all know what happens. You'll go 12 minutes, 13 minutes because some doesn't go right or whatever it is, and they're just constantly hitting. And, and I'm like, that's 13 minutes of hitting we just did. Then maybe I go yep. to team and do another 10 minutes. Like Then on Friday night, they're exhausted. You know, so I don't know if you've noticed that over the years. I have. I'm like, yeah, yeah. No, I, I think that's a good point. I, you know, w- what we've done, you know, over the last few years is like our whole tackling circuit is non-contact. Okay, yeah. Um, our whole tackling circuit is non-contact. Um, it's teaching, you know, fundamentals of tackling, but we're not hitting each other. We're using the high jump mat. We're using hand shields. We're using garbage cans. We're using rings. We're using agile pads. Um, you know, and and. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think if you want longevity for your team, yeah. especially, you know, if you feel your team's going to make a little bit of a run, you, you don't want to be, well, we have to do this because we're in full pads. Like I, I'm so, uh, my whole thing's always been, let's put kids in, in game-like situations. So if uh-huh. you want to do a full team, you want to do a competition like one offense versus one defense, ball on the 50, minute 30 left, two timeouts, down by six, like, let ball in the left hand start. Let, let let's roll. Let's do it. Because yeah. to me, that's as a play caller that that helps me, but it also helps the kids, right? You know, um, as opposed to just saying, "Hey, we're going to line up and just run at each other." You know, it, it to me, it defeats the purpose. And, and times have changed, man. That's it. it football's changed, and um, but but I th- I think um, you know the the expectations should remain the same as to what you want from your defense or offense or special teams, whatever you're coaching. But I think there's different ways to get it done. And I, I think the more game-like situations we put the kids in, I think that'll be more beneficial for the kids and for the program throughout the season. Um, because now it's like when they get in a situation on Friday night, hey, we did this in practice, like, last two weeks. Yeah. Let's roll. Like, you yeah. know what we're doing. We know how they're going to line up, um, you know, or, or whatever. You know, right. I, I just I, – I, I agree with you. It, 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 it's changed and, um, you know, but – you know, the, the thing is, is that we still have to hold, you know, the kids to a high standard uh-huh. of our expectations and what we want, um, no matter what we're doing, uh, whether that's at practice, on the sideline, in the in the classroom, in the community, like, they got to know, especially the kids that want to play at the next level, like, you know, the, you know, I, I'll, I never forget this, you know, I was coaching in New Jersey and um, um, Urban Meyer was at Florida and he was coming, they were recruiting one of our offensive linemen. And he came in and he went right to the guidance office and got this kid's schedule uh-huh. and went and talked to his English teacher, his science teacher, his guidance counselor, the vice principal, and the janitor. <laughs> Didn't talk to any of us <laughs> until he was walked down to the football office. He wanted to know about this kid. How is he in school? How is he around you? And how? Because, again, I mean, the kids at that level, you're a $350,000 investment. Right. 
you know, um, and, and guys feed their family that way, you know, and it's, um, you know, but yeah, it's, you know, football is, is, has changed, but I, I think for the better, um, mm-hmm. because I think now we get the kids more in, enlightened to being students of the game, um, and understanding, uh, different situations. Cause again, I think that'll help them think in life too. Yeah. Um, you know, when they get caught in certain things and they can always think back to certain things of practice or a game in high school football to, you know, to help them out. Um, I know you do recruiting also. Yep. Um, when, when you talk to a kid about getting recruited, do you see if they play multiple sports? Do you promote other sports to them? Do you say this is going to help you get recruited? Um, and, you know, that type of stuff. Because I try to tell our kids that. I try to tell the kids, what what's the college coach going to ask a, anybody when they walk in? There's three questions. Are they a good person? Do they show up? Great. And then they worry about other sports. And you say no to any of those things, they're done. So is there any truth to that yeah. when you're talking to these guys or anything like that? Yeah, no, it, it, uh, we always, in, we, uh, I've always encouraged um, uh, multi-sport athletes. Uh, I think that, well, cause again, too, it gives their time, body, the muscles from football time to rest. If they go to wrestling or then mm-hmm. they go to basketball or then they run track or they play baseball or golf or whatever they want to play in the spring. Like I, I, I have a firm believer in the multi-sport athlete. Cause I think it's like anything. Like I tell the guys like, Hey, listen, you know, college is going to be like a job interview, yep. right? What sets you apart from the 34 other guys that are looking at this position for, right? Right. Do you want to be a kid that's just a football player or do you want to be a kid that's a three-sport athlete in, in, in the business club, in, is an honor student, is, you know, working at Publix to help support the family? Like, Because, sh- again, the, no matter what level you play at, you're getting some type of money mm-hmm. for something. Uh-huh. Whether that's the D three level or it's your 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 schoolwork, right? Yeah. Or you get into the NAIA and then the D the D two up, and they're giving you money for athletics uh-huh. based off who you are and what you do. Um, yeah, I, I tell them like you know football will take you. You're a good football player. They'll come find you. And I, I tell the kids we have um, a whole bunch of seniors this year that want to play. And I said, guys, I said, don't get frustrated with the process. I said you need to handle classroom stuff you're on the field stuff you're out in the community stuff i said we'll take care of the rest of the stuff but like and i tell them too like you have to be realistic like if if you're if you're a division three football player but you think you should be playing in alabama like okay like you can work towards that but you've got to start somewhere yeah right like like you have to start at like you can't you can't skip and go right to alabama you may have to start at a a d2 Uh and it work your if that's your dream Right. You know, and you might not get any money when you get there, but if that's your dream to play for Alabama that or Illinois, like that that's that that's your dream. Right. Um and I'll never tell a kid that they can't achieve their dream, but your starting off point for your dream may be someplace you never thought you'd be. Yep. Yep. And, and you have to be okay with that. And your parents have to be okay with that because I think today the parents today, you know, everybody talks about the kids being different. It's because of the parents. Uh-huh. Uh you know, I you know, I I never blame our kids for a lot of their stuff because I at home, I don't know what they're hearing. Right. You know, they're hearing from somebody, whether it's somebody on the street or an aunt and uncle or a grandparent or whatever, you know. And I always tell them, like, if you guys want to meet, come, let's sit down and meet. But don't have this miscommunication where it's like all of a sudden, you know, well, you never told me this. And like, no, 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 we uh-huh. went over it. You and I sat down. Well, you know, you never showed up for a meeting. Uh-huh. And, and I and I tell the when we do a recruiting meeting with the parents, I say, listen, understand something. 
we will be with your kids from now until December more than they will be with you at home. Right. So if I call and say something that's going on, there's a pretty good chance it's it's true. Right. So like I'm all about honesty, man. Like I, I'm I'm getting too old now that I don't worry about right. people's feelings, man. I, I'm I'm in the I'm in the business. I'm a Jersey guy. I, I'm, yeah. I'm in the business of honesty and. Um, and I think that's a lost art in this world because everybody's feelings get hurt. And, and, you know, I, and it's not, nothing's ever intentional or, or, uh, derogatory or, um, you know, you know, vicious, like there's never like a, 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 a raised voice, but it's like, you got to be able to handle what I'm about to tell you. And yeah. if you're not, that's okay. But this is the reality. This is the truth. Like, why isn't my son getting looked at by these seven division one schools? <laughs> Let's worry about the five NAI schools that are looking at him and will probably give him a good amount of money to go play football. Right, right. Because why? Because you want to post on social media and wear gear and 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 you know, you know, sit in the stands and and say that the, the X Y Z. Like no, mm-hmm. like don't take that away from your kid because that you want to live vicariously through them. Right. No, we're not doing that. That's no. not what in the business of doing. No, I. We, I don't know if you've ever seen this. Like in June, we had a couple seven on sevens, and we're like complimenting the kids on what they were doing because we realized like we have to be positive too. Like we'll be positive, then we'll tell them what they have to fix because, like you said, times have changed and they're more keywords, yeah. buzzwords. They like won't wouldn't believe us about certain things we were saying. So the head coach talked, and then I was like, I got to speak, and I said, Hey, I'm too old, and I've got better things to do than sitting to lie to a 16 year old kid. I told him I was like, mm-hmm. If I tell you something. It's probably true. Now, will I joke with you? Will I bend the truth on certain things? Like, hey, did you hear about Johnny over there said this about you? Just to be funny, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That, that's me telling a white lie. But when I'm coaching you, I don't got time to lie to you. I could be at home doing something else and sitting here lying to you. I don't have time to do that. I've got other things I could be doing. So like you said, we're not going to sit there and lie to you. And I coach freshman basketball, so I get I hit, I hit the ground floor. I told kids, how many here want to play college sports? And everyone raised their hand, of course. All right, but you were ineligible. You were ineligible. You've got a C in a class. Worry about getting academic scholarships first, and then the other scholarships for sports will be good. Worry yeah. about academics because I said it's it, have a mission to have that Division One, Division One, AA, Division Two scholarship, whatever oh, yeah. it is. But 100%. but you better be prepared if it doesn't happen right away. It might take you a walk on type of year. It might take, like you said, yeah. just a different route. To help you and your family with the student loan problems, you better start yep. getting good grades, and then you get academic money. Then you do get the athletic scholarship and the academic money. You're sitting mm-hmm. pretty, and oh, they, yeah. and I have some good parents I've built a relationship with, and they thank me for that because once once the words out of my mouth say I say I'm trying to help you guys not pay for him to go to college and pay thirty thousand a year, and they're like oh. Yeah, yep. we better get him good grades. And once I say that to parents, they're like, thank yep. you. Yeah, he better get A's. I, I, yep. They don't understand that either, though. Like, not, everybody thinks no. it's Division One, Division One scholarship, and they're just everywhere. And I'm like, that's not the case. Yeah, no. And, and Coach, I'll end on this because I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta head out. But, Perfect. Um, um, I'm a, I'm a numbers guy. So yeah. there, there are 1.3 million high school football players in the United States. One percent of that will go play FBS football. Half of that percent will have an opportunity to play in the NFL. So, I mean, I've, I've been coaching for 24 years. I've coached two guys that have played in the NFL in 24 years. You know, I've coached more guys that have gone on to do 
things in finance or the medical field or the educational field or coaching or whatever they're doing. Um, but the percentages are in the favor of the people that are in that, that 1%. Uh -huh. um, if, if kids are fortunate enough to fall into that 1%, I mean, God bless them. I mean, that, yeah. that, that's, that's a beautiful thing and, and that's great for their family. And, um, and then the half percent, they get a chance to, you know, play on Sunday. We're going to watch tonight, you know, at, yeah. at uh, you know, eight o'clock Eastern, you know, we get to see some guys that are fighting for their NFL lives, you know, in the hall of fame game, which is always awesome to, you know, football's back and super jacked. Yep. But now coach, I appreciate having me on, man. And I wish you guys nothing but the best this year. And, um, you know, if you ever need anything from me, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a phone call away. I appreciate you for being on here, coach. Appreciate your time. Good luck this year. Go win a lot of games and make sure people don't score any points. That's, that's the plan. Yes, sir.